The 82-game preseason is in the books, and it's finally time for the real season. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. From the play-in tournament through the finals, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code ROSS only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. I never do that to you guys, especially not when I am at Radio Row at the Phoenix Convention Center here for Super Bowl 57. A lot of you, by the way, went ahead and you checked out the set either on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL or at Ross Tucker Pod, or you checked it out on YouTube because I saw the YouTube comments yesterday, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. So many of you were going through and saying, that set's awesome, Ross, that looks legit. Please go over to youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, hit the thumbs up button, and then comment, any comment, even if you just want to be the shout-out winner. Really excited for today's guest, by the way. So Friday, we went O-line, D-line for the Super Bowl with Brandon Thorne. Yesterday, we had Brett Coleman, who is an unbelievable video breakdown guy um, who kills it on YouTube. Today, I want to go deep into the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, it's the Super Bowl. It's the last game. We got plenty of time this offseason for all kinds of other topics. Why not dive in today and tomorrow hardcore into this game? So we'll have Greg Cosell on Thursday, like we always do. Uh, I know you guys love those days. Tomorrow, we're going to get Fran Duffy. He is the best I'm aware of in terms of working for a team site and breaking down the video and the matchups for a team. He's at Eagles XOs on Twitter. And Fran will join us tomorrow. Today, though, is Carrington Harrison, who I've known for a while now. I think he's a star. I really do. Um, he's afternoon drive, sports talk radio in Kansas City. Really looking forward to getting the pulse of what he is thinking of the Chiefs and really what Chiefs fans are thinking as well. Uh, on Friday, we will have a spread the word winner via social media. Very clear what we are doing here this week. Spotify. Rate and review the show on Spotify and then send it to me, ross at rostucker.com, and you have a great chance, great chance to be the spread the word winner via social media. Sponsor confirmation email winners. A lot of good sponsors this week. You can just send me a picture of you drinking some Labatt. Obviously, you guys know I've been big on Peloton recently. 
West Shore Homes, incredible. Raycon earbuds, literally had my Raycon earbuds this morning at the hotel, working out here in Phoenix. ExpressVPN, when you're flying or you're in a setting like this or at the airport, that's a must. And I already mentioned Labatt Blue. We'll have the YouTube shout out a little bit later. Other than that, oh, you know what? Before we get to the big show, I mentioned Peloton. If you haven't already at least gone to onepeloton.com slash home dash trial to check it out, you really need to do that. I'm a huge fan of this company. I mean, you guys, almost all of you have already heard of Peloton, right? You know what Peloton is. The key to me is three things. Number one, it's on-demand classes. So like my wife, for example, she does much better with classes than she does just working out on her own, right? She kind of wants the instructor, but before she didn't want to actually have to drive somewhere to go to a class. Now with Peloton, you don't have to. I mean, they've got all different types of classes, yoga, strength training, whatever. It's available 24 seven. The music is amazing. And then as you get better, as you get more fit, you can change up your workouts. It's awesome. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial, new members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Now it's Big Show time with my boy Carrington. The Big Show. Well, as promised, we're going to dive into this Super Bowl from the Kansas City side. I love going local, and obviously... I do so much stuff in Philadelphia. I can kind of give the Philadelphia side, but let's go to Kansas City and talk to Carrington Harrison. He's my guy out there. Does an unbelievable job hosting the afternoon radio show. And is your social still C. Harrison? Is that right? Yeah, it is, Ross. I'm happy to be on here, man. This is an honor to come on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. You're a real originator in the podcast game. A lot of these other podcasts are copying what you're doing. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, C. Harrison does an unbelievable job for Odyssey out there in uh, in Kansas City. Um, all right, I I want to start with this. Do Chiefs fans realize right now how good they have it? Like, do they recognize that they are in the middle of like the good old days? I certainly think that they know it, you know. You know, as an Eagles fan, you've seen some up and down times, you know. Chiefs fans were eating hamburger helper for basically most of their lives. And now they're eating filet mignon. You know what I mean? You think about these last four years, these last five years or so, there's only been 10 teams in league history that have been to three Super Bowls in four years. The only team to do it post-salary cap and post-free agency is the New England Patriots. So we're talking about the Chiefs doing something that is truly unprecedented. I think more so than anything, like you say, like your Chiefs fans understand it. I think they have a great understanding of how great Patrick Mahomes is, and it is a quarterback league. And I'm not saying that his resume is going to be the best by the time that he's done. I think that's going to be a pretty lofty goal and lofty expectation. But if we're just going sheer viewing experience, watching someone play the position, I'm not sure if we've seen too many quarterbacks better than Patrick Mahomes. He is phenomenal. Um I think he's not only the best player in the NFL, I think he's the best player by a decent margin. 
I agree with you. This was something that we talked about on my show after the AFC <clears throat> Championship game. I love Joe Burrow. I don't know who doesn't love Burrow. Josh Allen, fantastic player. Justin Herbert. There's a lot of great quarterbacks in this league. We've really seen that rebirth of the quarterback position. You know, there were the quarterbacks of of yesteryear, your Roethlisberger, your Breeze, Tom Brady recently retired. Like we've seen those quarterbacks. Now fast forward to now the quarterbacks that we have. We got a quick compare in Patrick Mahomes with these other mere mortal quarterbacks. Josh Allen is great. He ain't accomplished anything in the league. Justin Herbert's great. He hasn't done anything in the league. We're talking about five years as a starter, three Super Bowls, two AFC championship appearances where your season ended in overtime, two MVPs, two 5,000-yard passing season, one season where you threw 50 touchdown passes. Like The accomplishments for Mahomes up against his contemporaries, it's not close at this point. You know, and I think this year might have been his most impressive year because they're not loaded, Carrington. I mean, they're they're not like – used to feel like they were like so loaded and Tyree Kill I think was a big part of that. He's done it with a lot of guys this year that are just guys. I mean you think about the AFC Championship game. They ran for 42 yards. I mean I think most of us thought, hey, if the Chiefs are going to win this game with Mahomes' ankle, they're going to have to lean on Isaiah Pacheco in the run game. That's not how the game flow really played itself out over the course of the game. We saw Juju Smith-Schuster leave with an injury. McCole Hardman left with an injury. Kadarius Toney left with an injury. So, I mean, he's going out there with guys like Marcus Kemp. He's going out there with Sky Moore, who is a draft pick, but a guy who is a little slower to develop at the position, as we see with Andy Reid, young guys at wide receiver. I mean, this was just a, I'm going to will us to victory. I also want to give credit to the defense. I don't think the defense gets nearly enough love in these conversations. I mean, Cincinnati had the ball two times with less than 10 minutes to go, where you're a little bit worried. Burrow, with those weapons, that he's going to take them down the field. They forced an interception deep down the field, and then they forced the punt to give the Chiefs a chance to kick the game-winning field goal there at the end. So the defense deserves a lot of credit for the win as well. What has been the reaction of Chiefs fans to the questionable officiating in that game? I mean, the response has really been Cincinnati fans shut up and crit quine and crit complaining. I mean, I, I like to believe that uncalled holding penalties are the free space for loser bingo. We can look at any football game and find one still shot of a hold and say, look, look, the officials are out to get us. There's only one call that I think you could maybe be upset about if you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan. They probably could have called roughing the passer on Frank Clark late in that game where Burrow gets the ball out of his hands. Frank Clark gets an extra two-step, kind of shoulder bumps him and knocks him to the ground. That's the only complaint I think you could really have from the game. Aside from that, I thought it was called how normal football games are called. The league has told us how they value quarterbacks. And when Mahomes is clearly going out of bounds and has a step out of bounds, you can't push him. Everybody knows the rules. Ross, this was the rules back when you were playing. We can't even say that this is new school football. This has just been the rule in football. So I don't really think Cincinnati has much of a claim to complain about the officials. For the team that was crying Burrowhead and called themselves the king of the AFC, you just got to accept your defeat. Go to Cabo, go to Cancun, go to Bora Bora. I don't know where rich people go vacation at, but that's where Eli Apple right is right now, getting ready to watch the Super Bowl on television like, like you and I are. So I feel like that win for the Chiefs was gigantic. Because think about the difference, Carrington. I talked about this last week. The difference between three Super Bowls in four years versus – 
two Super Bowl appearances and one win in a five-year time frame of, of hosting five AFC Championship games. But more importantly, 0-4 against Burrow and the Bengals would have been a real bad look for Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the Chiefs. I mean, that would be a huge knock on their resume. I think you, we could now say, like, if we're talking about, like, the hierarchy of it. Now, we don't know if the Chiefs want to lose this game or not. So, like, right now they have one Super Bowl. But the third appearance, I think, moves you ahead of those Seattle teams from the 2010s, you know, the Russell Wilson Legion of Boom teams. So you got – I think you're ahead of them now that you got that extra appearance in the Super Bowl. I think you have to put them ahead of the the greatest show on turf with Kurt Warner. They didn't get to the third appearance. So the Chiefs have that third appearance. And obviously we'll find out if they're win or lose. So if you get two – out of the last, what, four Super Bowls, three out of the last four appearances. I mean, that certainly just puts you in a different category. That puts you in the Broncos of the late 90s. That puts you in that rarefied air conversation. So I'm with you. The the, the difference in having the two appearances in four years and now the three appearances in four years is massive. And you're right. I mean, heading into next season, you had to. You would have had to have put Cincinnati as the best team in the in the or in the AFC. I don't know how you could have put Kansas City ahead of Cincinnati going into next season, given the fact that they had played each other four times in thirteen months, and the Bengals had won all of those games. What is the level of confidence right now among Chiefs fans going into this game? They got Patrick Mahomes on their side, so the confidence level is going to be really high. We'll see what the injuries look like over the course of the week. Obviously, Mahomes is going to play. We'll find out more on Kadarius Toney, more on Juju Smith-Schuster, more on McCole Hartman. But the confidence level is high. I think this is maybe one of the most close and competitive Super Bowls that we should have. I think these two teams are as even as two teams can be. Very different contrasting styles. But I think this is a true flip-the-coin game. And going into a flip-the-coin game, do you want to have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes on your side or Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts on the other side? I also think there's a confidence level among Chiefs fans because the Eagles haven't gone up against some of the better quarterbacks in the league. Like, they haven't gone up against this level of quarterback. Didn't play Burrow in the regular season. Didn't play Allen in the regular season. So I think there's this, hey, I think Philadelphia's defense is good, but they haven't seen an offense. They haven't seen a quarterback close to the one that the Chiefs have. Well, that's for sure. Um, that, that is, that's a fact. The flip side is, you know, I grew up outside of Philadelphia, Carrington. So I I grew up an Eagles fan, even though I never played for them. It's the best team they've ever had. It's the best Eagles team I've ever seen. And they might lose on Sunday, but they probably, I mean, they definitely have the best O-line in the NFL. They probably have the best D-line in the NFL. They have the best receivers they've ever had. Probably the best corners they've ever had. Uh, MVP, candidate, quarterback. I think 18 of their 22 starters are Pro Bowl alternates or, or Pro Bowl players. Um, I, I guess that would be my next question. Like, when's the last time a team, and we talked about this last week with Brandon Thorne, When's the last time a team had the best O-line and the best D-line? And do you think the Chiefs are good enough up front, both sides of the ball, to be able to bang with the Birds? I mean, that's a great question. I think that's the matchup, really, of this game. I think it's the – 
I thought the Chiefs defensive line was really good against Cincinnati, but no one is going to confuse the Bengals offensive line for the Eagles offensive line. The Bengals are probably a bottom five of line. And as you said, the Eagles have the best offensive line in the league. I think that's the real matchup. Are the Chiefs going to be able to still get pressure on Jalen Hurts? And are they going to be able to neutralize the run game a bit in this game? I think that what really defines it. I don't disagree with you on the Eagles. I think if we are just going like one through 53, I think the Eagles are a better team than the Kansas City Chiefs. Run game, wide receivers, D-line, corners, all of that. Like I, I don't think there's any real comparison. But there's just something about this Chiefs team where they just figure it out and they find a way. You know, in the AFC Championship game, Sneed goes out with the concussion early on. They're playing three rookies at corner and a rookie safety in the AFC Championship game. That's going up against Burrow, going up against Mixon, Samar P. Ryan, and the wide receivers that they have, Chase, Boyd, Higgins, and all those guys, and they held them to 20 points in the game. So I, I think there's a confidence level, especially when you give Andy and Spags two weeks to prepare, that they're going to be able to figure some things out. But there's, there's no denying the talent that the Eagles have, and that's why I think this game is going to be really competitive and really close. I think these two teams are just fundamentally built very different, which that contrast in styles is going to really be a good fight. You know, it's interesting because – I think we might have the two best GMs in the league, too. You know, the Eagles roster is ridiculous, and that's Howie Roseman. But you mentioned Veach. Even to get what he got out of Juju and MVS this year, the rookie draft class for the Chiefs has been outstanding. Pacheco in the seventh round, I mean, I mean there's a reason, I guess, why these teams are here. But I'd have to go through it and think about the other GMs in the league. But it's probably the two best GMs in the league, too. Yeah, absolutely. I actually was thinking this uh, when the NFC Championship game was over. I mean, Philadelphia has had a great, like, 25-year run. You know, you have the run with Andy. Andy's time is over. You hand things over. I know you have the Chip Kelly year, but at least that one year was really exciting. That one Chip Kelly year was a lot of fun. And then Doug Peterson comes in, takes you to a Super Bowl. You win one. Now Nick Sirianni. I mean, I know you heard it. There was a lot of criticism when he had that initial press conference. I'm sitting there thinking, how in the hell did this guy get the job over over uh, Eric Bieniemy? Like I was like, this is one of the worst. I, it was a terrible introduction if you had never heard Nick Sirianni speak. And now you look at the two years in which he's been the head coach. I was really impressed with them last year. I didn't think last year's team was that good. I thought they got lucky to make the postseason. And then coming into this year, you're kind of looking at the roster and like, man, the Eagles are – the Eagles are going to be good. I actually had them projected to be my two seed in the NFC. I still believed in the Rams, and obviously that was a terrible bet on my part. But, no, I, the Eagles have done a fantastic job. I mean, it's football is really simple, Ross. You know, you played it. Football is ownership, front office, coach, quarterback. And if you're really stable in those four areas, you could win a lot of games. And Philadelphia has been really consistent in that regard for the last 25 years or so with various quarterbacks. And the Chiefs have got to that point with Andy Reid being here, whether it was Alex Smith, and then you make the decision to move up in the draft and get Patrick Mahomes. Great ownership group, great front office with John Dorsey, now Brett Veach, Andy Reid, who's one of the five greatest coaches we've ever seen, and Patrick Mahomes, who might have more talent than any quarterback we've ever seen. Well, I'm going to end it with that because I think um, I think it's going to be a close game. <clears throat> I can't see a scenario where the Chiefs pull away. I can see a scenario if the Eagles are beating the Chiefs up up front, both sides of the ball, 
where the Eagles are able to, to win by a couple scores. But if it's a close game, it's really hard to go against Mahomes. You know, we've all seen him, Carrington, in these close games, big games, playoff games. He seemingly always makes the play that needs to be made to win the game. Hurts really hasn't had to do that. I mean, the Eagles, I don't want to say they they kill everybody, but he hasn't had to make like these clutch plays late in games to win very often. He just hasn't. doesn't mean he can't do it. It just means we know Mahomes can. Yeah, I mean, we talk about football as it's a quarterback game, and it certainly is. Football is not just a quarterback game. It's a line of scrimmage game. The team that controls the line of scrimmage more times than not wins the football game. Controlling the line of scrimmage means you can have a balanced offense with the run and the pass. Controlling the line of scrimmage on the defensive side means you're getting pressure on the quarterback, stopping the run, forcing them to be a one-dimensional team. It enhances your chance to create turnovers. The team that wins the turnover margin wins 70% of NFL games, so If you can control the line of scrimmage, you'll win a lot of games. The Eagles do that better than any team in the National Football League. That's what was so surprising to me in the game against San Francisco. I know they have their quarterback issues. They just beat San Francisco up. Like, San Francisco was a team that prides itself on physicality. They looked weak compared to Philadelphia. I mean, just the 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 biggest play I saw from a San Francisco offensive lineman was Trent Williams when he when he choke slammed that guy to the ground. That was the most physical play I saw all Sunday. So there, there, there's there's no denying the upfront talent from Philadelphia. And can the Chiefs neutralize it? Can they handle it? Are they going to be able to protect Patrick Mahomes and also help control the run? And that's going to define who wins this game. I actually don't disagree with you. I think if we're saying like. Who's more likely, Chiefs blow the Eagles out or Eagles blow the Chiefs out? I think it's much more likely that the Eagles blow the Chiefs out than the other way around. But you're right. If this game is tight going into the fourth quarter, like I think it's going to be, and it's eight minutes left and it's 24-24, I think the Chiefs just have the advantage because they got a quarterback. I know it's just going to figure it out. Check him out on social media, at c.harrison. If you can't tell, he's a star. And just remember... When he's a big, national, huge name that I told you that Carrington would be a star. He is one of the best in the business. Carrington, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Really appreciate it. Ross, we got to get you 100% for the Super Bowl, man. You're, 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 you're playing a little hurt right now. You're like 75 80%. We got to get you drinking some Theraflu, some emergency. We got to get you 100% for the bowl, my man. I'm, I'm drinking all of it, bro. I'm drinking all of it. Trust me. I'm on it. Thanks so much, man. I appreciate you, Russ. Thanks, man. I knew you guys would like Carrington. He just has a way of talking about him. I love he goes from hamburger helper to filet mignons. Don't compare Patrick Mahomes to mere mortals. That was incredible. Um, Speaking of incredible, how about saving money? Did you know the average person has around 12 paid subscriptions? Think about that. Are you average? Are you below average? 12 subscriptions. I'm sure we do, and I can also guarantee you I didn't know what all of them were until I got Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, the personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. This is actually something I'm really passionate about. I know all of you are working hard to try to make more money from your families, try to provide a better living. That's awesome. You know the best way to do that is actually saving money? 
because that's after-tax dollars. Every dollar you save is an after-tax dollar. That's huge. Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash Ross. That's rocketmoney.com slash Ross. Rocketmoney.com slash Ross. Tux takes. All right, Ross, we'll start with Tom Brady saying he's going to take a gap year before he starts broadcasting with Fox in 2024. Well, that is interesting. I would say that's probably smart of Tom to do that. You know, if he's retiring from football, I think in part it's because he wants to spend more time with his family. And I like the fact that he can enjoy himself and go ahead and spend more time with his kids and take a year off. I suppose that there's some chance that he'll ultimately decide, you know what, I don't really want to go to a game every weekend. I don't don't really want to be in the booth every weekend. But at least he'll know what it's like to have a fall off. I love that he's doing this because then when he does come back, and let's say he does become a broadcaster, he'll know what the alternative is. He'll know what it's like to just be a dad and just be able to go ahead and, you know, be with his family. Tux takes. The Chiefs put McCall Hardman on IR while they activate running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So I don't really expect Edwards-Hilaire to be a big factor. I think it'll be primarily Pacheco as well as McKinnon. I think Edwards-Hilaire would really just be depth at this point. The Hardman one is interesting. He hasn't played in so long anyway, but it does make it even more important, I would say, that they're able to get production from Kadarius Tony. They kind of need that gadget guy, you know, to be able to go on jet sweeps and orbit motion. The eye candy guy. Tux takes. Cardinals wide receiver A.J. Green announces his retirement from the NFL after seven Pro Bowls and two All-Pros. Had a terrific career. Um, I can't remember the injury he had, but he had an injury, and it just didn't feel like he was ever really the same after he suffered that injury. I don't think off the top of my head that he's a Pro Bowl caliber player. I mean, I'm sorry, a Hall of Fame caliber player. I guess he might be, um, but he seems to me right now at least to be in the Hall of Very Good and that it might be tough for him to get in congratulations though to aj you know what you need to do now aj get a delicious labat blue light there's no better way to celebrate your retirement than with the pristine canadian goodness of a cold labat blue light in your hand stock up be the mvp of your tailgate for the super bowl aj share labat on game day with your crew always enjoy responsibly beer labat usa buffalo new york tux takes Saints hired Joe Woods as their new defensive coordinator, while the Vikings hire Brian Flores, who takes his name out of the running for the Arizona Cardinals head coaching job. The Saints hiring Joe Woods is interesting because obviously um, he was not well regarded in Cleveland, and Cleveland moved on from him for a reason. I guess the only thing I would say about that is, you know, Dennis Allen still calls the defense in New Orleans, so... You know, he's the D coordinator, but it's kind of like what we said about Schottenheimer yesterday. He's not actually calling the defense. And then for Flores, to take his name out of the running, I think, is interesting. You know, why, why not let the process play out and see whether or not 
you get the head job. I think he's a good hire as the D.C. in Minnesota, but I also think it's interesting that he didn't wait to see if he'd be the head coach in Arizona. I guess he didn't think he was going to get it. Tux takes. Newly hired Broncos head coach Sean Payton spoke with the media yesterday saying Russell Wilson won't be allowed to have personal coaches in the Broncos building. You know, I don't really have a strong opinion on this either way. I would just say everybody's like, yeah, that's good. He shouldn't. He shouldn't be allowed to have in there. Well, Brady had Alex Guerrero in there for years. And that's part of the reason why Brady became Brady. And I think that's why Russell Wilson was doing that. Because he wanted to try to have the longevity in the career that Brady has. So um, I understand why Peyton's doing it, but I guess I reserve a little right uh, to judgment there. I'm not going to just kill Russell Wilson for wanting to have, you know, these are people he was paying to try to maximize his performance. Shout-outs, Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, Vision Comics with an X, BackOfficeScoutro.com, MyFrontPageStory.com. It is an even money Tuesday. All kinds of Super Bowl bets, prop bets. You're going to want to make sure that you listen to even money today as well as check out tomorrow's Ross Tucker football podcast with Fran Duffy. That'll be the counter to Carrington's awesome interview today. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker football podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.